The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Schaap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about community-driven marketing. Joining us is Lloyd Lobo, who is the co-founder and president at Boast.ai, which is a fintech platform that automates access to billions in R&D tax credits and government funding to help innovative companies fuel their growth. They're also a company that prides themselves on building communities and marketing and monetizing them. Yesterday, Lloyd gave us his ultimate guide towards community-led growth, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about monetizing your community marketing efforts. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Lloyd Lobo, the co-founder and president of Boast.ai. Lloyd, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Thrilled to have you back. I, I got to do it at least once. Lloyd! Oh, that's my best Jeremy Pivot. <laughs> Lloyd! Oh, you're so much better at this than I am. And as many entourage jokes as I do want to make, I want to continue our conversation about community marketing. Yesterday, you walked us through your strategy for building a community doing things that are meant to support your customers outside of your business, helping them make connections, putting on events, doing webinars, things that are just generally about separating yourself from being a commodity by providing value outside of your products and services to your customers. And so we walk through the tips of you know how to grow a community, where you should grow a community, what your experience was. But here's the thing that cracks me up. You run like a finance business and you're a community marketing expert. So clearly you've figured out some sort of way to get these communities together, but also how to derive value out of the community, which converts into revenue and money in your pocket. So talk to me about how you go from, well, we got these people in a room and now they're on a Slack board or some sort of a community forum to they're paying us to use our services. Definitely. So what's really interesting is the age old philosophy, right? I'm a big fan of the book, How to Win Friends and Influence People or Influence by Dale Carnegie, Robert Cialdini. That was the age old way of marketing, right? Like how to generate influence. And one of them is reciprocity and giving the art of giving and making people feel good about themselves, creating connection. Now the world of digital and SEO and you know, Jeff Lawson, the CEO of Twilio, <laughs> when he spoke on my podcast, he said, when you A-B test everything to the nth degree, every site becomes a porn site. What he was trying to say is it takes out the meaning. When something is so transactional, then everything ends up becoming a commodity. 
And we're in this world where two products can differentiate each other in many cases, right? Like the end SaaS product is coming out or the service or whatever. The true way to build genuine connections is by building community. And that's what I found. I mean, Nike has done that very successfully. Apple has done that. Peloton has done that. I mean, it's a bike for heaven's sake. It's a television with a bike taped to it. Exactly, right? But they've built this massive community. What do I feel when I go there? I feel a sense of connection. There's autonomy. I'm mastering a certain skill set. There's a sense of purpose, which is greater health. I'm energized and then I'm recognized along the way. So when I look at it, when you build this community, when people build genuine connections with you, they see you as a thought leader, they see your company as a thought leader, you build social proof, and then selling to them becomes not a sales conversation, but it's like, dude, why wouldn't I do business with you? So look at it. Our biggest competitors are big four, right? KPMG, PwC, Deloitte, EY. When I host a conference and everyone knows or events and they know that we're donating the bulk of the profits from it, and they see big name CEOs come there, they see their peers there coming there to learn from each other, make connections. It makes an easy, easy sales conversation. Our BD guys, we got to eight figures in revenue with four sales guys and a community, right? Now we've doubled, tripled the sales team, I think quadrupled the sales team. But when they reach out, there's already this social proof that's happened there. There's already this sense of connection. They're like, hey, these guys are good guys. They bring us together, they build a community. They're providing all these resources to help us become successful. So they don't just care about offering their service to get paid for getting us government funding. But if you fall in love with that, that statement that I made, fall in love with your customer, if you fall in love with the customer and not your solution, then you think about why does a customer need government funding? Well, they need it to invest in innovation and innovate faster. What happens if they innovate faster? They'll go to market faster. Well, how do they go to market and so then you start giving them resources to actually become solid companies, to become successful. And funding is just a means to an end. And so they naturally gravitate towards us. It's so funny. This community enabled us to bootstrap to eight figures in revenue on our terms. And those connections, the social proof, thought leadership, all of that. I mean, this in the kindest and most flattering way possible this is really shitty marketing and that's why it works. Exactly, right? Don't get me wrong. I had a conversation earlier this week and it's for another podcast, so I don't want to spill the whole conversation. But basically the gist of the talk was you're marketing the wrong things or you're you're monitoring the wrong things. Everybody thinks about, well, what marketing channels get someone from click to my website and then I can tie to revenue. But if you were actually to survey everyone who became your customer and ask them what was the most important marketing channel they wouldn't say it was the PPC ad that I clicked on at the end of the road. They wouldn't say it was the SEO, you know, the direct search that I conducted knowing I was going to become your customer. It's not the Facebook ad. It was the podcast. It was the event. It was the customer referral. It's all the things that you can't track, which is what drive people into the trackable direct response metrics. And so you're like, hey, we built this community and it gets everybody to understand who we are, gets them all jazzed up about our mission, gets them to you know, have awareness about us. It's sticky. People are contributing regularly. So we have a high frequency. And then when it comes time to convert, our salespeople reach out and they're like, oh, I love you guys. Great. Let's do this. I've been waiting for you to call. Exactly. And that's what you want to aspire towards. And that's why our conversion metrics are so high. And the more you do, like, see, one of the key things with building community is cadence. A lot of people don't focus on cadence. They just try to do it. I One blog post, one webinar, and then they peace out, right? Man, rain or shine, I've been doing two webinars a week. It's just, it's insanity. But it gets done and our lineups book through next April, for example, right? 
And if you promise that you're going to make this an initiative, you got to do it with cadence. And the more you do it, now all the prospects that we reach out to are in some form or the other in our subscriber base. So when they reach out, it's like, okay, I'm already familiar with these people. Baseball's on my mind these days because my San Francisco Giants just beat the Los Angeles Dodgers last night in the playoffs. And Hopefully, I'm not going to eat these words if the Dodgers come back by the time this episode gets published and eliminate us from the playoffs. But because I'm thinking about baseball and the Giants are better than the Dodgers, I want to quote Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. And that's the same thing with my podcast. Look, I started doing podcasting because I was trying to grow my independent consulting business. I thought I was going to find some leads and generate consulting revenue. So I consistently podcasted. And I made a lot of content over a long period of time. And the next thing you know, I looked up and we had you know tens of thousands of downloads and thousands of actual people listening to the content. That wasn't a, I did one episode as an experiment. You need to have patience and you need to have a belief that it's going to work. Time for a one minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. So help me figure out how much time somebody who is thinking about growing a community needs to invest. What's the cadence? Are we talking six months, a year, a full headcount, a half a headcount, 10 headcount? If somebody's actually going to go down this path and saying, I'm going to start supporting my customers, I'm going to build a community, what should they expect and how much are they actually signing up for? So look at it this way, right? At Boast, I am the co-founder. My title actually, for all intents and purposes, should be head of community. I made that my initiative on day one. It doesn't take a lot of effort because when we do these IRL events or conferences, we get sponsors to volunteer and this community people to volunteer. Just people from the community say, hey, I'll volunteer. And that is the key thing, right? Like, how do you enable members or subscribers to create value for each other? Like rallying them around a big purpose and then having them run events and giving giving them the soapbox so they feel like rock stars too. They feel like they're also facilitating and curating connections. They are the champs in their cities, right? But like, let's assume you have 50 customers, your company with 50 customers. 
one resource is enough. You need one maybe part-time resource to start spending time with these customers. If you have 50 customers, you can already start hosting at least a webinar every other week and maybe an IRL event every other month as a start. Look at it from a two-quarter perspective and you're like, okay, can I produce two very high-value things? And maybe it's a mastermind group. Maybe you try to draw themes between those 50 customers and poll them and say, hey, would they be interested in joining mastermind groups that meets regularly that you facilitate? Just giving that as an example around best practices for the industry. And then maybe have a facilitator and do weekly or biweekly mastermind groups. And then once a quarter, you do an IRL event. And you'll start seeing that sort of explode. You don't need a lot of resources. Honestly, up until a few months ago, till we raised the Series A, I was doing everything. I send the newsletter, I send the invites, I set up the Zoom link. Now I got a couple of resources to help out with all that logistics. But the heart of the communication with that community is still me. You're a madman. Absolutely crazy. But it's just one thing I'm focused on. Yeah, I, I understand that. And look, that's how you guys have organized your business. It's your core metric. I am spread thin with the MarTech content production. And so that's why we've built our marketing automation, or it's not even marketing automation. It's more content automation system where we're constantly handing off responsibility to all of these different people that are spread around the world, kind of micro-tasking out our products. It's fascinating to hear how you've been so dedicated in building community and, and really hands-on and doing it yourself. Here, building our community, we've taken a little bit of a different approach where I come in, I decide who I'm going to interview, I show up for the interviews, and then everything else is taken care of, even down to who's honestly posting on LinkedIn on my account. Like that's somebody taking my words from the podcast and rewriting them to be in LinkedIn format. So it's authentically something that I have said, but I'm not the one that's actually writing the copy. I am very hands-off with not necessarily building the community, but producing the content. You've seemed like the opposite where you're like, no, I'm going to take it all on myself and continue to do it. You're a workhorse and I admire that. I'm sharing it because I don't know what percentage of your people are coming from small companies or solopreneurs. I'm sharing it from a perspective of as a co-founder in a company that was bootstrapped, I did it myself for long. Now I got a couple of resources and exactly the same thing. A speaker reaches out or we reach out, it's automated, like the outreach. And then like my marketing team loops in, they do all the logistics and everything else. But like when I host a pop-up event, let's say at Saster, we did a pop-up dinner. There was 120 people that showed up on an eight-hour notice for a pop-up drink session I did at Saster. All the back end is handled. So now then like as you, as Ben, now you got to go and then just once in a while, shake hands and kiss babies. And sort of when I talked about the taste, touch, sound and smell, <laughs> Activate the other senses. That's the next iteration of our business. I'm going to start tasting, smelling, and sounding off on our listeners. And hopefully the next thing you know, I'll have a community myself. Activating the other senses basically in person, right? Something about smelling the audience seems like a bad idea, but maybe <laughs> touching them is a bad idea too. You never know. We all hold hands and eat good food and drink good wine. I think something about breaking bread with people. See, this is very interesting. I found that breaking bread with people have helped me build so many relationships. It's not even funny. And I've tried to replicate that in digital formats. It, it's never translated. So, I mean, like, it's more like this is what worked for me. No, I hear you. I mean, I, I, it's something that as a podcast host, we've got lots of great speakers and we're actively trying to find ways to keep them involved in the podcast. You know, I hope that this isn't our last conversation, but often when I interview someone, they're, you know, off in the ether once we're done with the conversation. And so we're trying to build in hooks to get the speakers, to get the, you know, the audience that's listening 
to engage with them, to try to build those real world connections, even if they're digital as opposed to in person. But there is something to be said about building a community means you actually have to have a community. You actually have to get people together in the same room, get them to get to know each other, build real world experiences. And it's not just work. You know, it's personal. It's everything that's in between. And you know what? I would urge you to try something out. Maybe you can say something like I'm hosting a MarTech retreat or a summit, one day summit. And you got your sponsors that probably we will sponsor and maybe do it in, I don't know, in San Francisco or Napa or something, maybe even in Burlingame. Everybody, we're doing dinner at Lloyd's house next Friday <laughs> night. It's a potluck. Everybody will see you at your place, Lloyd. I guarantee you we can at least gather between us 100 people to show up at my house or your house or in the middle of nowhere. We'll have to test it out. All right, Lloyd, I appreciate you coming on the show, talking to us about how you run your business, how you build your community and how you're deriving value out of it. Thanks for being my guest. Thank you so much. And the one thing I want to leave you with there is up until we raised money, all our marketing was free. I had this philosophy of beg, borrow, and barter. Our website was done by an agency because they wanted to be a sponsor at Track. Everything was for the company was done under that mindset. So your community, if people want to sponsor it or pay for tickets, it generates dollars for you that you can use for marketing for your business, basically. Lots of different ways to get value out of the community. Lloyd, you're a wizard. You're a madman. You work too hard. I got to do it one more time. Lloyd! Thanks, Ben. Thanks for having me. Love and peace, brother. <laughs> and that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Lloyd Lobo, co-founder and president at Boast.ai for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Lloyd, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Lloyd Lobo. That's L-L-O-Y-E-D-L-O-B-O. Or you can visit his company's website, which is Boast.ai. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.